Hello and welcome to the Bring Mit po- Welcome back to the Bring Mit po- ah! podcast. You idiot. Sure. <laughs> do, I usually, do I usually say welcome back or just welcome? I don't know, but if if you didn't say welcome back, people would have thought this was our first ever episode. Yeah, they would. Have no, been I don't think that. I don't yeah. think that's. I don't think there's any consistency in that. I think welcome is. I don't think welcome's just the pilot. I've definitely heard that in other episodes of of other stuff. Like, well, you shouldn't have stuttered. Then you should have just gone with it. Yeah. No, because I want consistency. I, I want to one day have a big compilation of me saying this. Okay, well, and, this is the most consistent intro we've ever had. <laughs> right, so, um, yeah, it's, it's Henry's film first uh, today, but it's also Roy's film first, uh, as I was just reminded. Um, it it, for E, we did uh, <laughs> Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, um, and it was something I barely even heard of i think i the title was very memorable so i kind of vaguely yeah. was vaguely familiar with it but i was i had no idea it was jim carrey film and i had no idea kate winslet was in it as well which is a really cool matchup considering the limited films i've watched that's like a a big mix and match mm. but yeah so so tom had watched it for a, a second time so yeah start with him uh, well i i did like that you said you didn't know anything about it because i feel like it's a film that benefits from almost no knowledge Oh yeah, yeah I, I avoided the synopsis completely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I already knew the twist going into it because I'd heard about mm-hmm. it before, which was a bit annoying. But yeah, yeah. Go on. Um, but yeah, second time watching it, I feel like I think I watched it for the first time when I was like fifteen or something. So I was still a very young, naive boy. Um, and both think the same thing, Rory. Let's not say. It. Let's not say. It. Yeah, well, was, um, it's funny how it is. <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was um, it's quite a mature film, I think, at points, and I remember enjoying it when I was fifteen or whatever. Immature. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whereas now I'm, I'm, really I'm guided, innocent. Um, <laughs> I forgot how many like, like there's a lot of like stars in this. Like you get, I forgot Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. got Elijah Wood was in it and Kirsten Dunst. Um, but I, I think. I enjoyed it more this time than when I watched it for the first time because I feel like as a much more mature young man um, mm. I I sort of got some of the themes a bit more. Did it resonate with you more? Um, I wouldn't say resonate because I've never been in this situation. Um, uh, really? in, terms of, in terms of relationships perhaps. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, obviously, <laughs> not the, not, obviously not the mind-altering thing but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I thought we were um, already on that joke. Okay. <laughs> um, I've got some notes here that I think I'll just like. I'll talk about because, as I said, I did. I did very much enjoy. It. I thought it was an enjoyable film. I thought it'd be good to do something different this week, so not like a. I wouldn't. I don't want to say a non-serious film because it's still quite serious and depressing. Mm. But it's not like you know, like aliens and gangs and stuff. What was on the um, possible itinerary for E? Um. The only other ones I could really think of were like Ex Machina, The Exorcist. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm, again, I'm glad we did switch up. To be fair, but yeah, yeah those two are. Those two I've are heard of them. Aragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, best. the best. The yeah. best. <laughs> I do. I think for one of the letters, we should just do something really, really like notoriously bad. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Or was oh, that, that good? No, that's sick. <laughs> Last Airbender. <laughs> that's not really. Or we could do for R. We could do room. Or no, not room. The room. Yeah, room's good. The room. Yeah, room's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I thought. I, I think the the one message I sent to 
um, you two yesterday was how I thought that the second and third acts were definitely the strongest. Is that the first time we've actually discussed the film after watching it, but before the podcast? Because I feel like I was taking it back. So. By I yeah. just I wanted I I wanted I didn't even know that down I don't know why but I, that's one bit I remembered I think I think seeing him desperately cling on to his memories in like the way it, the way it's shot is really good and I think Jim Carrey is actually quite a good serious actor I mean Truman showing this it's enough to see that he's a good serious actor and it's quite heartbreaking to see it as he like regrets it but there's nothing he can do what, and then what, I, came, I, what came out first truman show or this was it truman show truman show. i think truman show was 90s oh, yeah okay. i think you're yeah. right and this is like 2006 or something i think it's 2004 2004 yeah okay, there we go um yeah i thought that was really good and what i liked about the third act is that he sort of accepted it and accepted that it was going to lose her but then it had that whole extra bit after of them realizing that the beginning well I, it's not really a twist because it you realize it about 20 minutes into the film but you realize the beginning was actually after everything had happened mm. and i feel like it's weird talking about a film on your own for at the beginning because i feel like i'm waffling but no, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm really no, enjoying thanks, it. Thanks. It's 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 funny because like when you think about it, it's like you could genuinely start the film with those tapes. Yeah, and have a yeah. completely different hour and a half. Mm. And how many films could you say that? For? Well, actually, well, be a that's few. the thing. You could start it with those tapes and then have a more like generic film of. And they do it um, again. Them, the exact same plot. Yeah, of them getting or like them getting together and just being like, oh, should we be together? But I like the fact that most of the film is inside his head as his memories are getting erased. Or maybe not most of the film, but a large chunk of it. A lot of it. Yeah, I feel Mm. like there's a lot of very interesting bits of cinematography there. Like when he's Mm. in the the sink. I thought that was quite funny. Do you think that... Sorry to cut you off slightly, but do you think that uh, Christopher Nolan was inspired by this for um, Inception? Because I was just thinking, the way that they go through memories in this is kind of similar. Yeah. Especially the bits where the memories are getting wiped away. There's that sort of purgatory in um, Inception where the mm. sea is encroaching on the city. And it just reminded me of parts of this film <laughs> where... Actually, where yeah. Where it's coming, especially the house at the end on the beach. Yeah, no, I was just thinking that. like When, the house, when it's like the tide's raising into the house. That's, I, I didn't notice that, but that very well could be. Yeah. It's it seems like... Inception. You haven't oh, seen God. Inception. Well, that, that's yeah, one no. for the list. Oh, then. there's I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought the, I thought the ending was probably where the best bits of acting were, when, because mm-hmm. um, um, Kate Winslet's a brilliant actress, and I think she was very good in this film. And I wouldn't. I guess relationships and stuff. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I think it was also, I th- well, actually, off topic. It's not off topic, but it's not the same train of thought. I think just the main issue I had with the film was just sort of the unnecessary bit between the Doctor and um, Kirsten Dunst. And I understand how it needed to be there for the rest of the film to happen, but it just wasn't as interesting. Mm, I thought that, actually, wait, should we just 
before we go into analysis, Tom, do you want to like just sort of say what your rating was, whether it was more or less than your first view and that kind of stuff? And then I'd we'll say it's get into more. I would more. probably. You did say that, didn't you? Already? Yeah, yeah. I would. Um, I don't really want to give it an a uh, seven point five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seven seven point five encroaching on an eight, but not quite. Because mm. I just like I like how different it is. Rory, uh, what you want me to give my rating straight off the bat? Um, yeah, I suppose yeah. Uh, I'd probably give it like an eight in terms of like romantic comedies and like interesting premises. Yeah. This is well up there, and I think. Yeah. Might have got more for me if I'd seen it in 2004 instead. But like I said, I feel like this film's influenced a lot of films recently that have copied the sort of themes I, that it has. I think it's, yeah, I got a lot of 500 days of summer from it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That, That's a bit more of like a cheesy sort of yeah. version of this. But yeah, um, yeah, I really liked it. But like I said, I think, I think a maybe... A rating system that Letterboxd no. uses. Okay. Not a van out of that. <laughs> I don't don't get why you'd want to limit yourself like that. I I think there's a lot of space between a 4 and a 4.5 and there's not enough room to actually express that space and it really annoys me. Uh, But um, what was I going to say? So just to establish, the first bit of the film, that was was a later part on the timeline, wasn't it? That's what it seemed like. Yeah, that's when they meet for the second. Yeah, okay, so yeah, because I had no idea about the plot, I had like a really, I think I have like quite a fresh insight on that, because I, I was writing notes at that point. Yeah. Um, and I was saying um, we knew he liked her because of like the narration, because he was narrating how much he liked her, but he was so like blunt and cold, yeah. and I just found it like quite almost baffling and then he and then he, he the only time he actually showed any affection was when he pick, picked up the phone and it said something to her so he's like he's just some like broken sort of introverted individual yeah what i um, really liked about the beginning after like rewatching the end is how it explains his reactions to things like when the like I when he rewatched this with stuff like that i, think. I just mean like in his memory when he meets her for the actual first time and she tells him her name and he makes a joke about the song and then he says i think that's the most beautiful name i've like ever heard and then at the beginning like that because he everything's been erased from his mind at that point oh, when, he no tell, when he tells her his name he doesn't make the joke and he says it's a nice name mm. because it's yeah. been a like it's that thing where it's been erased and he hasn't connection to it anymore and that's what did, i liked did, about that did you guys not think the, the i got in this was that the the erase thing hadn't just happened once. It felt like it had been a cycle, and they'd kept yeah, doing it. like it was I, just going on and on. Well, I, I I don't know if it's happened multiple times because you see his like friends and family be like, "Oh, I saw who you were talking to. She was cute." Mm. Like my main the only, I wrote down one question. I think I wanted to ask both of you. I feel like I've got Rory's answer on it now, but. Like when you watched it, did you think it was like a pessimistic or an optimistic ending? Like a pessimistic ending, like it's a doomed romance and they're destined to repeat it over and over again. Or do you see it in like an optimistic way where it's their second chance to get it right because they clearly loved each other? Mm. And like it's just their second chance. I was like, I was wondering which way you two saw it. Although I think I've got Rory's answer now. Well, 
I don't I don't even know if I'm pessimistic about it. The film just felt like it was cyclical in nature. Yeah. Not even just them, like with the doctor and um Yeah, yeah. That felt like that could have happened a couple of times as well. I don't even know if necessarily I think that their relationship was doomed. I thought mm. the message the film was sort of giving off was that you need to like enjoy every moment with someone. Yeah. And not forget about the bad and stay with the good. I don't know if their relationship would carry on because in this world, it seems like if the option to erase your mind again is there, they'll just take it over. Oh, yeah. Because she's so impulsive. So I guess, yeah, it is a doomed romance. Um, they're not they're not a fit. Carry on. I did. I did. I did think it, it didn't. It seems to sort of teeter on the edge of both of them. Like It wasn't it, like a lot of art form. It was a it was a very arty film. It wasn't like a, a one with like a clear moral and like like just enjoyment the whole way through it seemed like it was trying to do something arty in terms of like it was meant to be like mixed messages um and i think when i got to when you got to the end i think i i think that it was a very very unclear conclusion that it came to and i was i was still happy with it um but um i thought tom was muted for a second there caught me off guard oh yeah yeah okay (laughs) But I just I I thought it was I thought it was very good because I think like you you came to a bunch of different conclusions throughout mm. the story. Like at one point you were thinking, not all stuff that ends well is a bad thing in 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 general. Like just because you end up hating someone doesn't mean like that. So that was a bad idea yeah. for yeah. the whole thing because you get rid of those memories and you end up feeling worse about it. And it was funny because it was almost like they sh- they shaved off the ed- the top bit, which was the them resenting each other at the end. And it was like, as soon as they'd forgotten that bit, it was like they loved each other again. And I just, it was yeah. just a very weird, abstract concept that, 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 that you could never repeat that with any other kind of film, could you? With but, a different premise. I guess the the idea is that stuff like that crafts part of our personalities, the way we take things. So mm. they're always going to look for each other again because it feels like there's something missing from them. Mm. Oh, something I wanted to point out about the start as well is like, this is before I knew anything. Jim Carrey seems so broken. It was mm, like it was yeah. so. I mean, it must be amazing. I, it's really hard for me to understand because I'm I'm not an actor or anything myself, so I don't understand the craft as You're not an well. Actor. You can you can understand how I'm, the, the serious point I'm making here. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was difficult. It, it was it was difficult to spot things yeah, that he yeah, was yeah. doing that was effective because I don't know the techniques myself, but yeah. I was getting this huge impression that he was like completely depressed and there was nothing he'd said really that, that there was no reason for him to be depressed other than like just his own whole demeanor. Like he was unshaven. His like eyes were just dead. Looked like he hadn't slept for a while. And then once, once you know the context, it makes complete sense. Like they both looked like really ragged. I think whoever cast Jim Carrey in this role sort of hit a gold mine because Obviously, he'd done Truman Show, which was pretty serious, but there was still like a sort of wacky element to his character. Yeah, mm. yeah he, was still, like, he was still sort of Jim Carrey because he was still very eccentric in the Truman mm. Show. But I feel like because this one was so different, any sort of... I think that the, the role he was taking on and the emotions he was going to display, they're so different from what he usually does that it was going to have more emphasis no matter what. Yeah. Because this, mm. you'd be thinking, oh my God, it's Jim Carrey doing this. Like, I didn't know he was capable of this, so it seems so much better. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, yes, man, and um, I remember thinking was like that as well. A bit, there's a bit of it of Bruce and Whitey as well near the end, where he was sort of um, 
sort of came out of his old facade, his usual facade, and he was just like, um, it was there was a series of serious under yes, Matt is a lot more similar to yes, Matt because at the start, he's meant to be sort of perceived as this sort of pathetic individual, like quite yeah. realistic. Mm. Um, yeah. and then he completely comes out of a shell halfway through it. And you see that as the memories, um, sort of rewind, you see him being a lot more like Jim Carrey, like high spirited, um, like joking around, a uh, lot of energy, um. And I did, yeah, I just found that, yeah, it was, I thought it was really good. It's even better in hindsight when you talk about it and sort of talk about it out loud because it was, it was, it was very apparent once you realised why and what happened. Yeah, mm. I I like it as well to see it in a way. Again, this isn't like something that's directly in the film, but I like to see it as a way that when the same thing happened to her, once she'd got past those like very recent bad memories of him she felt the same way where when she was seeing the happiness again, she was like, why am I doing this? Mm. <clears throat> and like, I think it, both of them made very, very impulsive decisions based on their hurt at that moment. Mm. Yeah. And I, I, I would, I like to think it sort of happened in a similar way in her head as it did with him, where it, in the end it was just futile and they lost each other anyway. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Cause um, it kind of makes sense. To an extent, doesn't it? Because they um, all the all the negative emotions, ne- negative emotions they'd have, and like the the feeling of like a they've just gone through a, like a horrible ordeal. Yeah, that would not have just gone away just because the memories were wiped. They'd they'd still have yeah. this or hangover of that kind of emotion. So the fact yeah. they were both depressed, that yeah, that's a re- it, really good point. That it would have mirrored. It seems like it was oh. mirrored with her, and it, we it's didn't like- even get a glimpse of her, did we? It's like what um, he said as well. It's just like when he talks about the brain damage and he's like, it wouldn't be any worse than a night of serious drinking because it's like they're hung over the next day in the way that they feel. Yeah. Mm. The they they, yeah, they don't know why. Yeah, that is, that is interesting. I, I thought Kate, went, I mean, it's obviously not the first time I've seen her do an American accent, but yeah. it's very seamless. I'm oh, not, she, like, yeah, she's great. When yeah, I listen really to good. Tom... When I listen to like Tom Holland do an American accent, it it feels like an American accent, like because I could just hear his English accent. Really, I think he did yeah. a really good American accent. He just uh, sort of does the nerdy teen. Oh, hey guys! Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey guys. This is sort of off topic, but I remember um, I get um, I watch this like dialect coach on YouTube sometimes, and he like analyzes American accents, like from well, he just analyzes accents from different actors. Um, and yeah, in it he said that Tom Holland's in Spider Man is like nailed on the head Queens. Mm. Like his like distinct dialect is almost perfect for that region. Mm. That's not really that's strange. relevant, but Well, it is, because I said Well I mean like relevant to the film. But... Yeah, no, no, but I but well, I I did think of Tom Holland as like a base mark like a base mark for not not as good. So I mean, obviously, I must be wrong about that, but you have never been to Queens, to be, be fair. fair. Yeah, no, it seems it just seems forced. But like Kate, I don't know. Kate Winslet, like yeah, I'd forget personally watching her. I'd, I'd forget that she's oh, English, yeah. definitely at times. Um, whereas you don't get that with everyone. It's sort of gone to the point where when I watch a film with her and she actually uses her English accent, I'm sort of taken aback because I'm like, oh, I forgot you were English. I but thought then, she was Australian at one point. Why am I thinking that? 
Are you thinking um, of um, Nicole, Kidman. Nicole Kidman? Yeah. I don't think so, actually. But Hugh Jackman. Must be... Probably not, Tom. <laughs> Margot Robbie. Could you imagine Hugh Jackman in that Titanic scene? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just because he's Hugh Jackman doesn't mean he's going to growl. Not, it's not Godzilla, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounded like your one. <laughs> that was our first TikTok. That was... That was uh, the memories. Memories. All alone in the moonlight. Yeah, let's not digress. Oh, oh no, wait. This is unrelated. Never mind. I, I assume you've seen School of Rock because that was going to be my one for S if you had Oh, yeah, no, I've seen that. Okay, yeah, um, cool. Did you guys think that this had a bit of a Black mirror sort of slant to it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, something. I, I, could Im- I could imagine a Black Mirror episode. Well, it's sort of like the one where they block people. Yeah. To yeah, an extent so. where like it's just like you can't see them. It felt mm. like it was saying that like relationships and failure and pain builds us up and if we take that yeah. away we'll be less than 100% human. Yeah. I feel um, like mm, it was like a, it, it was like a um like the the way they usually do black mirror episodes is like looking at the danger of when we kind of um try and jolt things out of their natural order kind of thing yeah. like with technology especially. So in this in this in instance it was like if you have an impulsive decision to do something that's very, very unnatural, things will go wrong somewhere in ways you probably don't understand. And it was, a, it was. I think I was, I was mixed. But it is a sad ending because no matter what happens, no yeah. matter even they give themselves a chance, that is mm. the equivalent of someone meeting someone for the first time. Basically, there's yeah. no lingering like they've forgotten everything. There's a relationship that's just been like blinked out of thin air. Basically, like there's nothing left. And it's, then meeting each other again, and it yeah. is sad. that is com- like completely that sad. That's how we forget that. Yeah, we and forget probably... that because of the the journey you've been on. But literally, nothing was left. They yeah. didn't manage to retain anything. There was no like glint ever. Like, yeah, it's there. not. It's. Yeah, I don't think. And also that they know what they're eventually going to feel about each other if they go down the same way that they don't even know how to avoid. Mm. Like they know that he's going to despise like the way she acts and her imp- impulsiveness and she's going to find him boring. Yeah. And they don't know how it happened before. So they don't know how to avoid it. And also oh. there's, they they both know that if something does go wrong, they can erase the person in the back yeah. Yeah, again. So it's never going to be like a healthy bed of a relationship. Is it? Yeah. Although did they shut down? Head. Or, oh, I, don't I mean, you could have said, no, the receptionist uh, just left. Yeah. yeah. The reception yeah. just left and told everyone. So, yeah, yeah. I guess it it might not carry yeah. on. Mm, it I'm might not. Be. I mean, you don't know. Yeah, but you'd hope, sort of, like the fact that they know it's happened now and that they erased it. You'd hope maybe that they wouldn't do it in again. Do it yeah. again because they're clearly naturally drawn to each other. I was very surprised that there was no because it was all horrible, wasn't it? All both of their tapes were both horrible. I was expecting them to start carry on talking for a bit, and yeah, then and then like get to the nice, nice bit, yeah. And it never happened. I was like, oh, that's yeah. a strange choice. I, 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 even on on my second watch, I was expecting that. Yeah, I mean, I'm always I'm always like happy to have my expectations subverted, uh, but it's at not, the same time, it's it's it didn't. Sort of makes sense that it isn't nice though, because then yeah. the, both the tapes are like like the day after their breakup or whatever. Yeah, but he wiped, he them. wiped he wiped his memory because he he was like upset though. But he's Not... still, yeah, but but he's angry as well that she yeah. 
And like in, in a situation like that, I feel like you'd probably quite selfishly just go to all the bad things because you're having to do yeah. this thing to make yourself feel better. Mm. I'd, I'd, I'd have expected, I don't know, it just his tone, it didn't, it didn't yeah. sound like it. I guess it was quite, I feel like if it was more Hollywoodified, which is a, a strange thing to say with all the actors that are yeah. in it, um, then they probably would have had the nice stuff as well. But I guess it was a bit more of a real film, mm. like a realistic one. Yeah. Yeah, not even really funny. I think that's literally all I had to say on it. I was going to say, I think... It's quite a convoluted got... film, but we're sitting yeah. here, like, we've kind of just had our thoughts already. Mm. I think it's one of the... It's a film... I think more than any of the other films we've watched, it's a film that's open to interpretation more. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I think yeah. that's, that's sort of helped our discussion with it as well. Well, we all sort of oh. thought that, that the end meant something a little bit different, didn't we? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That Rory, um, the music thing, I remember. Um, oh, was, yeah. Yeah, there was that trivia, and it was like um, what they meant to do with their conversation at the start was play loud music and their silences. And apparently yeah. they changed their minds so they were going to do the loud music while they were talking and then silence when it was silent. Mm. And I remember watching that thinking, because I didn't understand that, I didn't actually understand what was happening, but I remember thinking the music was really weird and way too loud. Mm. And it was like, they're definitely trying to do something with this, but I don't know what it is. I don't know what the, what the message is, what the like, underlying point they're trying to make is. But yeah. it was like a really awkward conversation and, and by the way when he was away from her in those scenes when he was like away from her like when he dropped her off or when they got off the train it was mm. so uncomfortable to watch i don't know I, I need to re-watch it but i remember writing down that it was like he was like so uncomfortable by himself and it's it's in, again in hindsight it makes complete sense but it's mad they were able to portray that to me when i had no idea of what was going to happen but he was mm. like completely he was like going into withdrawal basically it looked yeah. like but I, I'd, actually, I'd even suggest actually re-watching that immediate scene or maybe after he drops her off and he just looks like he's in bits. It's probably worth seeing that again now. But mm. yeah, that, that was, yeah, that was the last point I had. This film is by um, Charlie... It's written by Charlie Kaufman, isn't it? Is that right? Who's that? Uh, he's, a, he's a screenwriter. He's done quite a lot of like interesting films. He did um, Being John Malkovich and a yeah, couple of other yeah, things. Yeah, Charlie Kaufman. It's sort of this Ooh. film sort of made me want to do a bit of a a Kaufmathon. I've written down here. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Just to see if oh, we did that this... new one. I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah, yeah. That's quite weird as well, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't actually yeah. watched it yet, but it's supposed to be. And he did them adaptation. Oh, he's he's done quite a lot of quite Quirky weird stuff. films. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we'll revisit them in the list. Maybe. Oh, and the director directed the Green Hornet. No, oh, I actually like that. <laughs> back in the day, yeah? I like back back in the, when I watched it. Yeah, I liked back it, and I was young. Uh, I, re- I remember there was the um, we watched the it nice... in the cinema, didn't we? Was it us? I think, so. I think we watched it. Yeah, there was we, a, weren't, there was... we weren't even a trio back then. Mm. We no, we... separately. Yeah, mm. no. that's really strange. Yeah. But... Oh, by the way, I hated Elijah Wood in this film. Oh yeah, he was a he was a creep. he was a little little rat, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, that's another thing as well. Like him, like you erase the memories, but you sort of didn't erase the feelings. So when he's mimicking him and he's saying the same words, well, she has that immediate like visceral reaction. I did mm. think that surely they would have said something to him if he worked there about how 
those things would trigger her to remember the other guy if he said that. Yeah. Like that would just that would just make I feel sense. Like he probably just didn't didn't care. Care. But it didn't yeah. do that, did it? Yeah. yeah. I feel like he just didn't care. She didn't, didn't remember it. She didn't well, remember it, it, anything. Well, she didn't remember it, but it had that visceral reaction. She was just like yeah, but that was that wasn't yeah. But at the same time, that wouldn't be like a. I don't know. Well, yeah, well, they're probably not like they probably don't take them away to just in case they trigger the memories. It's more just, just they'll be like, "What the hell's that?" It's probably the first yeah. time someone's tried to do this as uh, oh yeah, as well, where like they tried to repeat things word for word in front of them yeah. to test them. They probably don't do that usually. Quite good, how like Kate Winslet showed. Like the acting of of the reaction was very very good. It's yeah. sort of like mm. post traumatic stress or something like that. I really quite liked. It's also interesting that despite the fact that she went there to erase her mind of him, she must have insinuated in some way that she really loved him. For for Elijah Wood's character to be like, I need to take this man's stuff so I can mimic him to get yeah. her to love me. Mm. Like that must have just come across at some point. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I do forget we're like really, really good at because you were saying like his her reaction was good. When when some with some really, really good acting, it's almost it you can almost forget yourself in sort of a, um crediting it because mm. you kind of forget that it's acting. It's and you just think you're yeah. watching something. So sometimes it's really, really hard. And I remember coming out of that film thinking they were both really good and I and I think I had like Jim Carrey on the pe- on the pedestal. Um, mm. but then I but then I don't know if there were any moments where, where like Kate Winslet was so good I barely just didn't notice in a way. I feel like he was clearly. I think her, she was a bit more subtle than he was. Oh, yeah, I think weird, he had the more considering compl- the two characters. Mm. I think his task was perhaps a bit more complex. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so maybe that's what I noticed. And and we were more fo- fo- focused, focused Forcus, on him. Ford focused. Yeah, that yeah. is true. I thought actually, I thought that I okay. This is definitely my only my last point is that <laughs> Kirsten Dunst was actually quite funny in this. Yeah, especially in yeah. moments, she's actually like a good comic relief. And I was not expecting that from her, especially like how she is in Spider Man, where she's kind of just meant to be dull. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess. She, she was. Wait, was this? This was before. Um, this was before. It was, after, it was after. Not Spider-Man. all of them. No, no, not after all of them. It was. Would have been after three. Definitely bef- uh, after one. After one, maybe the, a sa- the same time as two. Uh, yeah. yeah, she looked a lot younger. It surprised me. It was a long time before Mark Ruffalo was the Incredible Hulk, though. That's true. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was um, a bit of a slightly different character in this. Yeah, his voice, his voice hasn't changed. He, he wasn't massive and green. It was yeah. really weird. <laughs> his voice hasn't really changed. Um, he was a scientist, a though. He was, he was yeah. yeah. He was not a very competent one, though. He got distracted too easily. Well, I mean, to be fair, the procedure itself was a bit of a. It was, it was just a distracted little playboy, wasn't he? Well, yeah. It was, it was a bit. Of, it was some procedure. <laughs> Well, that's, <laughs> that, that is probably the only word there is to describe how he was. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely reckon... need to. I definitely need to change my um. What's it? My my profile on on Discord. K- Killing Eve is letting me down nowadays. Is it? 
it, it wait, is the latest season, I think. It's the wait, 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 this is a bit wait, unrelated, isn't it? We're, we're going to do, do an episode on it anyway. So Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, oh, also, I, I, I should mention for people, for context, um, I, well, I watched a bunch of films this week, actually, um, or this week since the podcast, um, last episode. I think, like, what was it? Um, Whiplash. Yeah, Paradise. well, Whiplash Paradise? was pa- pa- Parasite. Parasite, yes, was one of them. Uh, yeah, I did watch Whiplash, and that was very good. Yeah, if it, yeah. it, it out of the film first one, it'd probably mean the best one if it was one of those. Oh. Uh, marginally, I I'd, like have lo- I'd love to talk about Whiplash. For- Can we do it for W anyway? Even though we'll all have watched it. No, okay. <laughs> that's not how this works. Fair it's classic we could, we films should... we've not seen. One that I've not seen. I think we should just do a solo one with Tom talking about Whiplash. Just let him do it. <laughs> Our first <laughs> five-hour-long podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm here talking to you about Whiplash for five hours. Now, we'll what be here is for Whiplash? Quite some time. <laughs> yeah, first, I'll give a definition of the word, and then go. That has nothing to do with the film. And who is J.K. Simmons? Not his character. J.K. Simmons himself. was born <laughs> well known for being in Spider Man. <laughs> in a family of five. Yeah. And, in- <laughs> <laughs> and then like an hour later. And now we move on to Miles Teller. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a funny episode. That would be, that yeah. Would. Hilarious. It sounds Actually, like- no, it'd be incredibly boring. Why have I said that? Hey. Right. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the podcast. We appreciate Bye. you. Bye. I just Bye. really enjoyed how that how that would have ended. It would have ended it there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>